Good morning, and welcome to the Social Collectives Podcast. This is episode 43, and we've already started the conversation, so let's jump right so, in. So, yeah, this is very exciting. We actually have a, a really special VIP guest today, and she is someone who I've known for a few years from working with her on different initiatives for small business through Meta. So I'm really thrilled to give a round of applause and big welcome to Kira McCoy. Hey, thank you. I feel very special. That was quite the tea. Thank you. Right, right. Kira, you have done so many great things for businesses over the years, and we're going to dive into that. But let's tell people a little bit more about you and what you do regarding, um, you know, meta and small business. Who are you? What are you up to? Sure. Um, Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you. I'm Kira, and I'm currently the head of small business advocacy at Meta, which is a pretty exciting and very fun job. I've been at Meta for almost nine years, exclusively working in the small business space. I started my career at the company, traveling the country, training small businesses how to use our products and services. I've done everything from, you know, launching different communities to, to connect small businesses with each other, support small businesses, bring them closer to our product teams to make sure that we're building the right things for small businesses over the last handful of years have been working in the advocacy space and helping small businesses find their voice and help them understand how important their voices are and to make sure they have a seat at the table and are connected on the policy landscape and ensuring that their voices are heard uh, when it comes to legislation that could impact their businesses. And then lastly, one of my most favorite things is storytelling. And over the years, I've been able to tell incredible stories of the wonderful businesses that I've met through across the years. Most recently, executive producing Meta's first short documentary, They Came From All Over, which highlights the important role small businesses play in their communities. So it's been a wild journey, but I would say that small business owners are probably some of the most resilient, inspirational, passionate, innovative people. And so the opportunity to work with them each and every single day is is kind of a dream come true. So excited to be here. Aaron, I don't know if you get the same sense I do that she's kind of a slacker. <laughs> Dropping the ball. Thanks for Dropping that. the ball, not really doing that much to change the world, but okay, uh, we'll still continue this conversation. Oh my gosh, Kara, you do so many great things for business. And I, I love the storytelling part of what you talked about. That's very important to us and something that this podcast is really about. But also the fact that community is something that you um, brought up. Tell us what you mean about building these communities on Meta. Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say since my time working with small businesses, one of the things that I hear over and over and over is how lonely it can feel to be a small business owner. Mm -hmm. And so at a company like Meta, where we've got tools to be able to connect people with one another, it's been really amazing to launch small business communities for that reason, to help small businesses connect with one another. You know, we've launched various programs over the years. And whenever we run our surveys to understand, like, what is the what's your most favorite part of this program? I would say, hands down, it's businesses always tell us it's being able to meet other people who are going exactly what I'm going through. So often, you know, you feel lonely. You can't really talk to, you know, a spouse or a family member or even your employees really about what you're going through. And so whenever you get businesses in the room together, they, it's like a sigh of relief. They're like, oh my God, my people, like you get, I'm not the only one, you know, stressed about having to make payroll or managing people or these taxes. Has anyone else experienced this? And so 
it's it feels like quite a gift to to be able to create these experiences for small businesses, connect with one another. And I would say that it's probably one of the most important things you can do as a small business owner is find your community. There are many ways that you can do that, whether it's through finding your local chambers and getting involved there, or maybe there's a local merchants association in your neighborhood, or I've met businesses who literally start their own because they don't know where else to go. And um, yeah, it's just, if, you, if you're not part of a community, go find one, be part of one, and it, it can, really, can really help support your business. That is exactly the mission and what the Social Collectives has done since starting in 2019. Our founder, Lisa Adams, put it together really just to find other friends and just to, you know, have a community. And she was so ahead of her time because when the world shut down in March of 2020, as we all know, (laughs) the collectives, right, played a huge role in bringing people together, keeping them connected to each other, keeping their businesses and front of one another, and then the innovation. Uh, Aaron, did you notice some different types of innovations as a member of our collective? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, technology itself just grew. I mean, but to the root of it, yes, there were many people who were isolated through the pandemic. And because of that, something like the social collectives or communities is so important to be able to find your people, to be able to connect with people. Because, you know, for those that year and a half, we did go kind of in our caves for quite some time. And it just showed us coming out of it that, yes, community and talking to those who may be going through the same things that we are going through, uh, that's, that's extremely important. Yeah, it's really how I met, well, how I met you, how I met all of the different people who I now mentor as small business owners, and also a great place where I got information to share with one of the meta communities that I belong to. So Kira, I would love for you to talk a little bit about how other business owners can be a part of some of these meta communities that are really, really helpful and impactful for small businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned, there's there's a variety of communities that Meta offers. There's a variety of communities that exist on Meta products. So for example, like the Social Collective, I got a sneak peek into the amazing Facebook group that you are a part of. And it's fun to see the incredible conversation that's happening in there and people supporting one another. If you're in- interested in getting involved in some of the Meta communities, we've got a handful. So Renee, you're part of the Leaders Network. That is currently a closed community, but I think still offers a wealth of information. A lot of people in the Leaders Network community supports another community we offer called MetaBoost United States. In there are a bunch of small business owners, marketers, people who are just trying to figure out how to use meta technologies to help their grow their businesses. And it's a big thriving community. We're in there often. There's real meta folks in there, like responding to questions and and helping to support businesses. And most importantly, we really try to foster other people kind of supporting and, and sharing their experiences. We also have an incredible community, Meta Elevate. This is for Black and Hispanic-owned businesses, a great community there who face, you know, different challenges. And so they have a group where they can learn and support one another. There's a new one that launched up, Meta Prosper, and this is for the AAPI community. So, you know, they're, they're really all over the place. But I would say, you know, if those are, those are some of the communities that exist through Meta, but there are so many others out there, like I said, you know, potentially look into your local chamber. Maybe they have something going on there. Look at starting your own. I think one of my favorite examples of a small business who's done this is she's actually in our Leaders Network community, but Jen Badger, she is from Jefferson, Iowa and owns a business called More Time and and Shine On. And 
she started meeting with some other small business owners in her community just because it like, I think they started meeting at a bar just to talk about like, Oh my God, like, are you experiencing these things? Or are you struggling with like work-life balance or uh, the fine details of running a business? And it, it started as that as they'd meet up, I think maybe weekly. Yeah. And then it morphed into this like organized group that's actually now part of their chamber of commerce, but you know, they meet, they have action plans, they do budgets for marketing initiatives and organize events in coordination with each other. And I think one of like one of the most successful things that came out of that was during the pandemic, obviously we saw so many businesses close down. And one of their big kind of, you know, winning moments is that during the pandemic, not one of the businesses in Jefferson closed down because they were had created this community that supported one another. So a pretty impressive sort of track record for that. And now that they're continuing to build. So if you can't, if you can't find one that you like, go start your own. I know there's people out there who are like (laughs) craving connection and to kind of offload and and vent about what it's like to be a business owner. Well, what's really cool is that, you know, this collective has over 53,000 members across 11 different counties in Virginia. So this has become the home for a lot of those people who didn't know where to find a community. So it's really, really cool that the same type of thing is happening in other places. I love what Jen's done in Iowa. And so that's a good segue into another part of the conversation about Iowa and storytelling. So let's go back to what you said about the uh, the small short, the short what did you call it? The short video? I'm a little familiar. Short documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Renee's being modest. Renee, Renee makes a cameo in this documentary, short documentary. Yeah, this was like a really special project that came up last year. And the reason it came up is, I mean, a couple things, but we're always looking to tell small business stories. And my personal belief, this is my own personal belief, is that I don't think the average consumer really understands how critical small businesses are to the fabric of our communities Mm -hmm. um, and what's at stake if they go away. And so as part of my work running the Leaders Network community, you know, I get to see small business stories all the time. You guys are in there chattering away and supporting one another. It's it's incredible. But when there is a specific story, I kind of don't want to give it away just in case someone else wants to watch it. One of the community members, one of the business owners, Tom Mulholland, went through an absolute tragic situation and to see the community sort of rally around him was really inspiring. And it, 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 I had never come across a story that so clearly depicted how important small businesses are to our communities and really what's at stake if a small business goes away. And his example is one where it is at risk of going away. And the impact of that is that, you know, the community is suffering. And so, it's a really beautiful story. We got to work with an incredible Oscar-winning director, Rika Zatapshi, who did a beautiful job. And it's a story about small business. It's a story about community and what happens when people come together to rally and support one another. And um, yeah, you can watch it all over the place. It's called They Came From All Over. And Renee, again, you have been such a uh, you play you, you play such an important role in our community. I know that you play it obviously in others as well. What was your experience kind of going through that and supporting Tom and just your experience in that community? Oh, gosh. Okay. So you're turning the tables. Yeah. Um, yeah. That experience was really unforgettable. At the small town of Malvern, Iowa, where he's from, really would have 
been crushed and devastated without the community coming together behind his tragedy to help him, you know, rise from the ashes of that, rebuild, and continue to support the community. So I won't give it completely away. I think it really is something that a lot of us in the collective would love to see and really brings home why we're all so important. You know, just because our towns are a bit bigger, although not all of them, right, Aaron? Some of the towns that we have in some of the smaller counties, they really are like under 10,000 people in the town. I'm from one of them, yes. (laughs) How many people are in your town? Oh, probably less than 10,000, that's for sure. Yeah, and so if you have some of these mainstay, you know, these businesses that are anchors that would go away, small businesses, Not we're not talking about Walmarts, but there are small businesses that anchor a portion of things for your community. If they were just to suddenly go away, how much would that impact the people who live there? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so that's what this story was all about, and that's what the Leaders Network that I'm a part of came behind Tom's story and just gave a a great platform to tell it. And the collective has that same kind of power to really be there for people. So, Kara, that's one of the reasons we really wanted you to be one of our guests is because you've done it. You've done it on on a large scale for a small business, and it's incredible that Meta really does want to be there for businesses, and you've really proven that. We all know that people complain a lot of things about the platform or maybe don't understand how to use the platform. So that's one of the things we really wanted them to get to know. But just to put that whole experience together, it was really special to see everybody from all over, well, as the title states, <laughs> literally, people did come from all over to get behind a small business. And the impact is immeasurable. And being a part of that project was uh, absolutely incredible. So we'll be sure people have a link to that to see it. And what award is um, that is up for right now? It's up for some kind of award, right? Yeah, it's it's starting to get some, you know, people are really responding to it in a great way. And we it, it's, it's, it's being submitted to a bunch of film festivals across the country and we're starting it, it, it won for the independent short awards for best documentary short. Yeah. It's up for a variety of things. Um, awesome. Vimeo picked it as a staff pick, which is a really flattering. I, I love looking at their, their videos and it's definitely hitting a nerve with people. And I think that's great. And, you know, I don't, I'm a nerd where I like literally will go on Netflix or YouTube or something and like start Googling, you know, show me you um, small business like documentaries and there's not a lot out there. And so I don't know. I like to think this feels like a little it's starting to fill a void that I think is really important. And I, I can't tell you how many people tell me that they've like they have cried during this. And I every tear is like a trophy to me. So um, I, I think that's yeah. like a good sign that people are, are really enjoying it. But yeah, if you are interested in seeing it, if you are, if you want to see Renee make her cameo, they came from all over.com is where you can go and or you can watch it on, you know, wherever you watch things on YouTube and Vimeo, things like that. But yeah, it's been great. We're excited to see. And, and every time it, you know, gets recognized at a film festival or something like that, I think it just creates an opportunity for us to have that conversation about how important small businesses are to our communities. And it's in all of our best interest to help small businesses succeed because when they succeed, our our communities really do as well. Absolutely. Wow. That is the one area we haven't explored yet, Aaron. Offline, we're going to talk about a collective documentary. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Do it. <laughs> just created another job for myself. So that was, that's really great. And so I want to um, ask another question on something that you mentioned. So you mentioned mm-hmm. some of the different meta communities, the Meta Boost United States, Meta Elevate, and Meta Prosper. One thing that you said that I'd like to dig in just a little bit on is why these different communities exist and the different challenges that you see other companies go through. So, or other, you know, like so for, you know, black and brown owned businesses, for AAIP owned businesses. Not to go too far into that, but it's just important to note that there are different struggles that, you know, businesses like mine, you know, being a black owned female, you know, veteran owned business have versus someone who is, you know, an Asian, you know, male owned or even, you know, a white female owned. So how did you in Meta kind of start to realize that there were some missing links in there and build those communities to, to fill those pockets? What were some of those needs that you recognized and, and helped to solve the problem for? Yeah. Well, first off, I definitely can't take credit for launching all of the communities at, at Meta. I've only re- overseen really the Leaders Network and the MetaBoost US ones. I have colleagues, incredible colleagues who have launched some of these other communities. And Typically, it comes from like there is a void where people, they, we see an opportunity to connect small businesses, maybe with who are facing the same challenges. So, you know, if you're a black owned business or a minority owned business, access to capital can be a really tough thing. Or even if you're a woman owned business, I've seen, you know, women, oh, she means business used to be a community that it, it used to exist, but there's still, there's lots of other communities for women business owners to talk about the struggles of like, you know, VC funding is still so minuscule in terms of the access that they get. And so people are working on this and, you know, community is really about getting a group of people together who maybe are facing, who have something in common. And so that's where we've seen some of these communities really thrive and succeed because again, you can get a bunch of, we've seen this in the leaders network, you get a bunch of business owners together who are in that instance, it's really just like, the thing that you have in common is you are business owners. You all have seen some level of success using meta technologies to grow your business. That's what you have in common. And you guys kind of go from there, but that may not be for everyone. And so maybe you're really at a point in your business development where you really need to talk to someone who is going through the access to capital experience in their life. And you want to find like-minded individuals who are, are going through that. So I would say, you know, maybe community, yeah, find the community where it's going to be helpful for you at this point in time. And you can, you can grow with that community. Maybe that community no longer becomes as critical and you need to move on to the next thing. But we've launched all of these to really support and help small businesses, you know, from our perspective to help give them tools to help them grow their business. You know, Meta is constantly creating new products and experiences to help our small businesses to grow and you know, we want to make sure where our communities are really giving them, you know, those trainings and, and helping them kind of navigate the brand new systems that we're launching out, the brand new products. So, yeah, there's been some pretty interesting things that have come. Like there is the rooms for a minute and now there are those chats that are a part of the actual, like you can do a chat off, off of a, your group. So lots of different ways that you can connect with people, even if you're not in the same area, maybe you're in the same industry, maybe you are in the same state um, or the same county. And so you can really talk uh, specifically about some of those different needs. So that's why it's important not just to join these communities like the Communities and the uh, the collective communities, but to also engage in them 
ask questions, share resources, give advice, and just or just give you know virtual hugs and just make people <laughs> feel like, look, I've been there, mm-hmm. or I, I'm in the same boat as you. I can't wait to see the answer. It's been unbelievable what Lisa has built with a great team of volunteers who have helped to put together all of these different communities that are county-based. But then within that, so many great things happen with in-person networking, coffees, and, and you know uh, things like that. So I love that that you do the same thing. Thing on the meta level and bring us together sometimes from all over different states or within certain industries or within certain groups. So uh, thank you for that. I think it's going to be time to get a, a, a meta veterans group going soon. Let me know. I can help you. <laughs> yeah. That's, honestly, there's, I mean, I know so many kind of veteran and or you know military spouses who are, you know, starting businesses and you guys have a whole different level of ex- like experience yep. that you are bringing to the table. So absolutely. Um, I'm in full support of you starting that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any military, you know, whatever your military experience is, it's very different from active duty to um, either retired or, you know, separated mm-hmm. or, um, uh, you know, like you said, being a spouse, being a, a child in the military. There's a lot of different issues that I've been all of them. Um, so uh, there's a lot of things that we do have to deal with that are not the same. So I love that Meta is doing that. Um, let me ask you a personal question. So you are putting together kiramccoy.com and you can only choose one meta platform. What is it? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I just made it up. So you weren't ready for that, but neither was I, but it just no. <laughs> makes you think, you know, it right. kind of shifts. Um, I think maybe right now, maybe probably Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have fun with that and I'm, I'm trying out reels. I'm, I'm not as good as probably you are Renee, but yeah, it's like, tests my lit, like, you know, it tests my creativity. It pushes me. And I, I love to see what kind of people are doing on there. And so, yeah, probably Instagram, Instagram. for right now. I got you. And it does change, doesn't it? Right. That's one thing that mm-hmm. I think sometimes people get a little either nervous or, you know, just for about is, okay, well, I'm dominating on Facebook, but now how do I break into Instagram? And okay, now I'm doing that. Now, how do I do the stories or the reels? So there are a lot of things, but these communities can really help you to get that kind of training from people who have done it. You know, it's. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I get the overwhelming feeling of, you know, trying to figure out a new platform. And my, the one thing that I would say is don't overcomplicate it. Um, I find so many small, like so many business owners, actually I saw someone post in the leaders network this morning, actually about this. They're, they're a realtor and they spent all this time tinkering on like a video showing, you know, a beach, a new beach house that they have and didn't think the audio was good enough. Didn't think the, you know, video was stabilized enough. Was it was going to just delete the whole thing or like not even post it. And then she was just like, never mind, I'm, I'm going to do it. And it's performing really, really well. And so I think sometimes we can get in our heads about putting up like the most perfect piece of content and you waste yeah. so much time thinking about that. And simple is better. Don't overcomplicate your content. Don't overcomplicate your ad campaigns. Just, you know, your audience best. Just, I think sometimes people forget that they're having a conversation with a customer or a potential customer and you know them better than anyone else. And don't be afraid to just try things, try and test and see what works. And you kind of get better at it the more you sort of do it. And don't let that fear of like perfectionism sort of hold you back from from learning how to, to, to use these platforms. Oh my gosh. One of my best reels ever, uh, best performing reels ever. First of all, the cover of it was just a mango that was cut open. 
And I was like, why are there 5,000, I'm sorry, 5,200 views on this thing? And then the, <laughs> the next highest performing one ended up being upside down. I don't even remember what the subject matter was, but it posted upside down. And I was like, oh my God, business suite, why did you post it upside down? But then I got like all these laughs and reactions. So right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave it upside down for a little bit and then I'll post it right mm -hmm. side up later. So yeah, perfection, totally. perfection yeah. is the, is, is like, gosh, the bane of all entrepreneurs existence. Well, and then also remembering, I think with businesses being so focused on thinking, th and, and it's extremely important to do, but thinking about SEO and how important that is. I think there are a lot of businesses who are selling to the algorithm because that's what we're supposed to do. But we always have to remember we're not selling to the algorithm. We're selling to people. And keeping that message and who we are very organic and keeping in the back of our minds that it is all about the people and the connection that is the most important, not about the algorithm and making sure that you're getting all the perfect keywords and all that because we we as humans can see right through that. Right. You can tell when it's authentic and conversational versus completely chat GPT'd and, <laughs> uh, and, and automated, yes. right? Yes. Do you have a tip, uh, exactly. Kira? Like, Kira, based on some of the things that you've seen, like maybe one of the biggest mistakes that you see people make that you're like, if you just stop worrying about X or if you did, like you said, the perfection, but is there anything that maybe is platform specific that you see that if you could just share one tip, what would that be? Oh my goodness. One tip. I may, I may cheat and do it more than one. Um, <laughs> allowable. <laughs> allowable. Yeah. Okay, great. I think that's okay. So we <laughs> talked about the perfection piece. Don't overcomplicate it. I would say one of the things that Meta is doing now is we're really, really focused on performance and making sure we're building products that help you as a small business see a better ROI. And we know you guys are busy. We know that you need to get back to running your business. And so we're trying to make it easier to do that. So I hear people, small businesses will say like, the ads don't work for me. They don't work for me. And I'm like, okay, well, did you really think through your targeting? Let's look at that content. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And so I would say like, if you're just getting started and you want to see the best return on your investment, take a broad audience mindset and let the system figure it out for you. Let us do the hard work for you. Like that's what we're best in the world at is figuring out who to kind of show your ads to the right people and show your content to the right people. And so from there, it's like, don't overcomplicate it. Take the broad audience mindset. Let us do the hard work. And then after that happens, I would say test, test, and test some more. You really, really need to spend time understanding who that target customer is. So Look at the audience insights that we provide you. Look at those page insights. Look at the campaign insights. Try to figure out like, why is someone reacting? Why is the audience reacting well to like this piece of content? And who who is reacting to it? And you just need to keep testing and trying things out just to see, not even just like targeting, but like what creative is working best for your audience? Like, does your audience prefer one type of uh, creative over another type of creative? Like, these are the things that you need to learn and find out in order to kind of continue to have the best success there. So keep it simple, don't overcomplicate it, and then test, 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 test. And then one last thing, try new formats, just try it. Mm -hmm. Messaging and reels are sort of like common ways people are engaging on Meta's apps today. So consider showing your 
showing off your brand in places people are already spending their time. Yeah. One thing that happens is you're afraid. I know early on when I, before, you know, I, I started to get fearless about it. I was afraid that if I do X, Y, Z, I might alienate my entire audience and lose a bunch of people. That never happened. As a matter of fact, I found other new people that didn't know about me because they were big on the platform that I was avoiding because I was afraid to lose folks. And by the way, the Mm -hmm. people you lose weren't yours kind of anyway. I mean, if they're going to leave just because you sent a message in Messenger, are they really a buying client or are they just part of a a vanity number, you know? So changing my focus on who was important to me and why I was doing it was all the difference. If I was doing it to be popular, sure, I should mourn every single loss. But if I'm doing it to make money and to build relationships with, you know, clients online, that core group is all that I really care about. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And I would say that you do need to figure out who your target customer is. Like you you do need to do that. But there's also ways that we can help you do that. So I don't know if if you've tested out any of the new like Advantage Plus shopping campaigns that we offer now, but it's really like our AI doing the hard and the heavy lifting and the work for you, which is really great. Where would somebody find that? That sounds interesting. Yeah. So in Ads Manager, if you go into the sales objective when you're running a campaign, we have rolled out this new Advantage Plus, which basically is like, let us do the work for you, which is great. So like AI is definitely having its moment right now. It's all everyone talks about. AI has been part of Meta's DNA since like the very beginning. And so you can think of like Meta Advantage as like an easy button. So instead of like an advertiser manually setting up a whole bunch of different campaigns, they set up a single campaign And then Meta automatically tests hundreds of different combinations to uh, optimize the highest performing ones and start sending it to those people. Hmm. Um, And we've seen really incredible results like Rothy's. I'm sure you guys have heard of, have you heard of Rothy's, like the footwear Mm -hmm. brand? They started using Advantage Plus shopping campaigns and they started seeing really great results where like one of the interesting things was that they started in seeing um, an increase in conversion for both women and men. And historically, they really only focused their targeting on women, but they totally like the system unlocked this whole new audience of potential customers, which was like men who were buying for like their mothers or their wives or their daughters. And so, yeah, it's like if you haven't checked out or heard of Advantage, the Advantage Plus shopping campaigns, I would say go learn about it. Meta has like the blueprint courses that are all free to teach you how to do this. But you're going to see more of this kind of integrated into our ad systems. It's like AI is just getting smarter and and, and better and helping small businesses. You know, we want to get you back into your business and not focusing so much, like spending so much time in ads manager. And so some of these early tools that we're coming out is we're seeing really great results. That is really awesome. I love that. I'm going to have to give that a try because it definitely does sometimes give you that analysis paralysis when you're just trying to figure out, okay, what are the interests that I want to pick for this audience or this demographic? Is my age range broad enough? Am I going to do this hyper-local or should I do this across the U.S.? You know, so there are so many ways to build different audiences. That's one way to test. I have four different audiences, for example, for my tour company. One is very much local and my campaigns for that are rediscovered your own backyard type of thing. But another one of my audiences is 
different wine regions all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. So we get people mm -hmm. who travel from California to D.C. Well, then why wouldn't they take a tour in D.C.'s wine country? Because they're wine drinkers who are coming this way. So opening up your aperture of who you think is really your ideal client and where they are, it sounds like that's something that Advantage Plus can do for you. Yes, it can help you do that. Absolutely. Which is great. So yeah, you're going to start seeing, you know, updates in the ads manager if you haven't already. Anything with Advantage Plus, like it, it really is the easy button. Let us do the hard work for you. Let us tell you and, and optimize the campaigns for you instead of having to like create a bunch of them. So I'm really excited about that and seeing the results kind of expand to kind of more small businesses who are testing it out. I love it, Kira. So what we don't know really is like what you do in your spare time and how you keep your own cup full. And what, what do you do for, for fun when you're not out there changing the world for small business? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're taking off your superhero cape and getting, getting out of your invisible airplane. What, what, what do you do for fun? You know, that's a great question. I, I would say that at this point in my life, I do not have a lot of spare time. I've got twin almost five-year-old girls who oh definitely my. keep me on my toes. Oh so when I'm not working, I'm hanging out and um, doing life with them and my husband. So yeah, they, they are a blast. And I spend a lot of my time with them, obviously. <laughs> and, you know, figuring out how to cook dinner. Um, dinner hacks is like a thing. I'm not a very good cook, so I'll take all the dinner hacks I can get. Air fryer is my new best friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, you know, Instagram is amazing for, for that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a really good platform for those. Yep. Renee, we have bonded over this, but I do enjoy, you know, a, a nice glass of wine here and there. I would not, I'm in nowhere near expert when it comes to, to wine tasting, but um, yeah, I, if I taste it and I like it, then I, you know. That's well, always fun. I always like to <laughs> tell people. children. Yeah. Well, number one, one drives the other. But uh, <laughs> number two, I tell everybody that you are an expert at your own palate and that's all you need to be. And so, that's true. yeah, so I consider you an expert in Kira McCoy's palate, which I am not. So there you go. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Yes. That's um, That is great. Yeah. So but that's sort of, that's sort of my life in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Kids, work, husband, and, you know, exploring San Francisco, which is where I live. I'm from here and I'm still here. I'm here a lot longer than I expected, but, you know, exploring the city in sort of a new different way now that I've got kids. Oh man. Isn't it change everything? And that's one thing as mm -hmm. you know, you sound like more than three quarters probably of our collective audience, moms, dads, parents, entrepreneurs, and, you know, spouses. So it's, it's a lot to manage. It's a lot to balance. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about all these different platforms that we have and all the different things that Meta Technologies is doing, you mentioned a little bit about policies and advocacy. So I'm very familiar with what it is that you've done and what we've done together as the, the Meta Boost Leaders Network. But can you just give everybody a little bit of an idea of what kind of advocacy around policymaking that Meta is really working on right now in the past? What, what can we expect as small business owners? Yeah, one of the things that I love doing is helping a small business find their voice. And I can't tell you how many small businesses don't realize how important their voices are and the impact that it can have. You know, when we, we, like the advocacy work that we've been doing is, is really that, just like teaching a small business that 
you are important. Your survival is important to that fabric of our communities. When you succeed, you pay taxes that help fund our schools and our infrastructure and our police and fire. Like it's in our best interest for you to be successful. And advocacy can look like, I mean, it's a spectrum of things. You know, it can be everything from, I've seen small businesses band together to advocate to get benches on their local main street. So shoppers have a place to sit and maybe spend more time, you know, shopping in the area to addressing crime, to talking about access to capital. And, you know, Renee, you've been part of some of the work that we've been doing, but privacy legislation, it could be everything from a bench to privacy legislation. Like it really is a bench of things. There's a lot of discussion happening around data privacy and how, what we're focused on is how that actually filters down and impacts a small business using our platform. And so, Renee and many others have been to Washington, D.C. or meeting with their uh, policymakers locally to kind of just share their stories and talk about the experience of how digital ad platforms are important to the growth of their businesses. And, And I would say that, like, policymakers want to help you. And there are so many issues on the table, like it's a it's competing for their time and attention. They also and it's sort of I like to tell business owners, like it's your responsibility to help them understand the ins and outs of being a small business owner. Just telling your story to them, telling them what's top of mind helps kind of put potential legislation into context. And, you know, like in our D.C. event, like. There are businesses literally pulling out their phones and showing their policymaker, like, this is how I create an ad on my phone. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize it was like that. And so just like doing things like that are are, are just so critical and and important. And so I like to help small businesses and find their voice and get started. You don't want to be in a place where something happens to you. You want to be part of the conversation that creates what ultimately decisions are made. And so having a seat at that table, I think is important. That is so true. And the access that you were able to give us to lawmakers was really, really special. I'll give you an example. Something when we were talking with one of the aides for, was it Senator Warner here in Virginia? They didn't realize, she didn't realize that the definition of small business was so vastly different all the way across, whether it's federal or state or the SBDC. And so the fact that some of these define a small business as anyone with less than 250 employees or making less than $50 million a year, okay, yeah, I qualify as a small business, (laughs) but I make about $100,000 a year and um, there's two of us. So why am I in the same Mm -hmm. pool with this guy who, you know, owns a business with 200 employees making 49 million? We shouldn't be playing in the same, you know, from being pulled from the same pond. And that was something that when she heard that, she's like, That is so true, and we really need to work on that. So thank you for sharing, because now I have more ammunition to go in and continue being the small business advocate. So. So this Absolutely. Is, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's really great. So I appreciate everything you all are doing. Well, so in closing, is there any one thing that you'd like to share or anything that you'd like to just uh, let us all know, aside from what your favorite wine is, since you are so close <laughs> to Sonoma and Napa, Kira, you're not getting off the hook. <laughs> One varietal that you're going to be drinking while you're on Instagram. Go. <laughs> um, Wellington Pinot Noir. <laughs> Did you say that just because you know that's one of my wine clubs? That's so awesome. <laughs> no, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, anything from any time. I actually have need, I need to go visit. They just finished remodeling their wine tasting 
place. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm losing my words right now. Um, their tasting room, tasting room. There it is. Yes. But I've had friends who have pulled it out and I've tried, every time I've tried it, I'd be like, what is this wine? And they're like, this is Wellington. I'm like, oh my God, I really love this. So anyways, it has to be Wellington right now. That's my, that's my favorite. I love it. At the moment. Well, good. Well, if you love Wellington, you'll love VJB because they're related now. Oh so. yeah, they are. Yes. Yeah. VJB. Awesome. So we know what you're drinking while you're on Instagram. What's the last thing that you would love for people to know, whether it's about you, about Meta, about your opinions on life, about what your five-year-olds are watching on television? Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a, that's a spectrum. For me, I would say to a small business, to anyone listening right now, like find your community. The fact that you're already part of the social collective is like a really great start. Go find your voice, go use it. You, you have more power than you know, and it's important to be part of the conversation as it relates to Meta, I would say we are so focused on, like, we really want to be your best dollar and time spent on any platform. And so look out for just more, perform- like, we're focused on performance and, 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 and doing that for you. So just keep an eye out for more products coming your way. Mm. Try things out. Test it. Don't be afraid to, you know, test new formats. Try new product. Like, just go do it. Don't let perfectionism hold you back. In terms of what my children are watching on TV, some are I'm embarrassed to share, but I'll say they're really into um, dinosaurs and Godzilla. Uh, My husband's like very proud of that, that he's been able to get them to watch those sorts of things. So Dino Dana and I don't know. Please say Bluey. Oh, Bluey. Yes, of course. Bluey is like one of my favorites. I love watching Bluey with them. July 12th, tomorrow, there's new episodes coming out. I can't wait. Wow, you guys are binging. So is this like a reiteration of Blue's Clues? Because that was my whole thing. It is so well written, Renee. It is so good. It is so good. It's such a good show. Yeah, there's like, they're like seven minute episodes, but they're they're hilarious for the kids and for the adults. It's like perfect. They yes. like touch on they, they they just a lot of good parent humor in there. Um, I definitely yeah. cried <laughs> at some of like there was one <laughs> baby race always makes me cry at the end. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. Wow. Yeah. I, just, I, I think we just found what Kira is watching while she's on Instagram and drinking Wellington yeah. Pinot Noir. That's like my ultimate multitasking, like relaxing with a glass of wine, hanging out with my children, watching Bluey. There you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch Blue's Clues by myself a lot after my son outgrew it, but mm. that's Uh, It's funny how we do have some of those that go on. And you're wearing blue. You guys can't see her, but trust me, she's in a very beautiful blue sweater. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so Kara, we can't thank you enough for your time today and really sharing some great insights with all of these business owners who are going to benefit. And I can imagine you are going to get a big Virginia pop in that meta boost for the United States group. I'm excited to go in there myself. Yeah, I'm in there. Yeah, I'll see you there. I'll see you in the group. Well, we'll make sure and tell people to say that they heard you on the Social Collectives podcast. And Aaron, is there anything you'd like to say or ask to close this beautiful conversation up? No, I think you've covered everything. I do appreciate you joining us and uh, I, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's really lovely to meet you, meet you both. And hopefully this is not the end of our conversation. Keep chatting on the interwebs. Oh, the worldwide interwebs <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Renee. Thanks, Kira. Thank you.